RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Nobody likes the out of bounds, but the out of bounds gotta be there, or you'll run up in the stands, right? So nobody likes the speed limit, but it's necessary. Uh, my point is, uh, people weren't all that extremely funny back when they could say whatever they wanted to say. <laughs> At the end of the day, there's no cancel culture. Cancellation doesn't have its own culture. I don't know what people we think got canceled that we wish we had back. <laughs> If all that's going to happen is we have to be more sensitive in the way that we talk, isn't that what we want anyway? I'm saying your job as a comedian is to please the most amount of people with your art. So if you want to offend somebody, nobody took those words away from you. Dirty bitch ain't been taken away. You can say that. But don't call somebody this word when you know this affects all of these people. Don't use the R word when you really mean people on the spectrum. Don't don't say this word instead of saying autistic. Don't say this word instead of saying little people. Look, if these are the confines that keep you from doing the craft God put you to, then it probably ain't for you. When I say that loving me is kind of like being a Chicago Bulls fan. What I mean is that my father can tell a bunch of cool stories about the old days when I was truly great. There's a mountain of gold that has gathered dust in the corner where I used to sleep and look at all of these photos. In this one, I am wearing rainbow shorts and hurling rocks at a shoreline. In this one, I am smiling in the glow of 13 lit candles pushed into a sheet of dark sugar. And you may say, why do you allow your face to drown in less and less joy with each passing year? And I will say, I just woke up one day and I was a still photo in everyone's home but my own. Or I will say, I promise my legs just need another season and then I will be who you fell in love with again. And then I will probably just say, I'm sorry, that there was once a tremendous blue sky and then a decade of hard, incessant rain. Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position and Race to the Bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm. Or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar. Or a lemon wedge. Or oh natural. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's Winslow Tea. A New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer. Because that's how you know it's Winslow.
from the Winslow Tea Broadcast booth in, mm, how would I describe the weather? It's like, it's temperate. It's kind of breezy. Bushwick, Brooklyn. (laughs) I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Yeah. In the background, as always, Bremer and McCoy. How many weeks has it been? They have not written me back. I need to write them again. Squeaky wheel gets the grease in, right? Gotta have them on the show. Come on, guys. It's their manager. I blame their manager. You guys gotta ditch this dude. He he maintains the, the Facebook DMs. He's pulling a major choke job on you guys. My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea, because that's how you know it's Winslow. I'm drinking... Actually, this is my last sip right now. I was kind of tired. Mm. Oh, that's that's good until the last drop. That's somebody else's tagline, isn't it? Mm. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know and steep into the conversation. Why don't you? Got a little uh, monologue here. I mean, we're doing a classic race to the bottom today. All the all the puzzle pieces that that make a, a show a classic the classic format got the monologue we got the mashup we got two mashups today I got another one coming gonna do recommended we're gonna do political checkup Brought to you by Johnny's Automotive. We're going to do a round of sound. We're going to take a phone call. All the all the component parts will be parceled. Speaking of the mashup, as we just were, how about that that one? That was. Mashup 71, you heard, to start the show. We heard from Cat Williams talking about how there is no cancel culture. We heard from Jim Sullivan playing Rosie. Well, we heard a sample from that. So, friend of the show, Tom DeMena, sent me this guy, Jim Sullivan. Tom likes... Singers with uh, just normal names. Tom's always like, have you heard Randy Randy Simpkins? Like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, he's amazing. So he sent me Jim Sullivan. I didn't know Jim Sullivan, but I listened to the album and I heard I heard a little breakbeat on there. So I sampled that. Also, I've been going on running, runnings. Well, the reason I said runnings, uh, cool runnings, is one reason. And also because CityRunningTours.com. 
have been going on runs, but you should check out cityrunningtours.com because they uh, they uh, slash New York City because they sponsor this in every program. Run around the uh, the four of the five boroughs and learn learn history of like twenty eight neighborhoods. Check this out. This guy played at my wedding. This is Shane Parrish in the background off of his new record. He's doing some prepared guitar. This is called Coagulate, and it's off Disintegrated Satellites EP. I'll tell you tell you more about the mashup, but let's listen to this for a moment. Check out this this Shane record and, and all of Shane's stuff. He's also in the band Aluchatistas. Good stuff. We do we talk about risk on Race to the Bottom. Talk about uh, risk. Improvised prepared guitar. He's freaking it every which way, just like MJ on on this thing. Also in the mashup, Olga Godot, because I I was I was saying I go on runs and I have this running mix. Put a bunch of stuff on there, and I heard a little passage. I said I gotta throw that up in the mashup. El amor de mi bojo, Olga Godot, who I learned about while reading Bolaño, Savage Detectives. And then we heard from Hanif Abdurraqib with his poem, When I Say Loving Me is kind of like being a Chicago Bulls fan. Shout out to Salim Hugh Penny, who sent me that. And we'll hear more from Salim when we hear one of his poems in a little while. And we'll hear more from Hanif Abdurraqib. In two weeks' uh, time, I'm going to be doing a, a, a show on his book, Go Ahead in the Rain, a love letter to Tribe Called Quest. Doing a whole show on that book. So we got to pay attention to the clock here because I have so much show. It's kind of like in the NBA when they, you noticed, I've been watching the playoffs. They love talking about when when a quarter or the game comes is coming to an end. They love saying, talking about the differential between time on the shot clock and on the game clock it's announcer's favorite thing got a two second difference on the shot clock and game clock thanks Marv but they 
Playoffs have kind of lost me because Knicks lost. Then my team number two lost. This is like ranked choice voting. But I'm I'm uh I'm the loser. The Blazers lost. You know the Blazers. That's the team that are forced to wear uh, sport coats. And then the Mavericks, that was my third choice. They lost. I'm not even going to publicly say who my other choices are because they're just going to lose. You remember when coaches used to wear uh, like suit and tie? They don't do that anymore. I wonder if that is a pandemic thing that, that uh, ended ended the, the dress the dress up. Now they wear like uh like uh zip up sweaters at best. But the Mets still roll on. So excited. We're gonna talk to Howie hopefully next week, our our, our Mets correspondent. And we're going to uh, inaugurate a new segment of the show. This is how we do it. It's good, right? And and my friend Eric is going to be in the studio. Eric is a... Uh, I, I taught with Eric at the school I'm at. And Eric was also a professional baseball player. And he's going to tell us his, his uh, base, about his baseball journey. And I've got some baseball questions to ask him. So that's next week. Then we're going to do the Abdul Rakib show. Then the following week, I'm going to have John Field back on and we're going to figure out comedy. So we got some damn good programming. And speaking of damn good programming. Speaking of that. It's time for a segment of the show that I like to call Recommended. It's a recommendation. Recommendation. It's been a while since we did a recommended. And no, I'm not going to recommend Bohemian Rhapsody. Man, we, we tried to watch that. Came late to the game. I did not appreciate that. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I don't appreciate it. I didn't think that they um, they did a good job on that. It was weird the way that they dealt with Freddie Mercury's homosexuality like it was some sort of affliction. Joyless. It was a joyless movie. Those other guys in Queen seemed like the biggest. Usually, in in one of those movies, there's like a there's like an ascending kind of feeling of hey, we got this. We, there's there was never a time in the whole film where they were like happy or or feeling good about things. It was always just this sour. Vibe. So anyway, this is supposed to be recommended. I do have things to recommend. Show called, well, 
this is going a ways back, but I recommend it. There's, there's this WeWork documentary on Hulu. That thing's crazy, man. Also, Crime of the Century. Not a not a fun watch, but a, a I think an important documentary. It's on HBO about the opioid crisis and the Sacklers. It's pretty devastating. But it doesn't all have to be heavy, and and that's why I recommend Grand Design. Been loving this show, Grand Design. For those of you who like uh, British Bake Off, check out Grand Design. It's on Netflix. These people build in their own uh, houses in the UK. Got the accents. You got a a slight bit of drama, but it, it wraps up within an hour always. It's it's fun. You feel like you've you feel like you've built something after an hour. <laughs> Which has led uh, led us to uh, another show which we've started to get into repair shop. Check out these flutes. I don't think those are real flutes. I think those are, um, what do you call it? A Mellotron? Like the Beatles used on Strawberry Fields? I could ask, I could ask Bremer and McCoy about it if they'd come on the show. Come on. Dump that manager. So it's time for a round of sound. And unlike a lot of radio stations and DJs, I'm not this round of sound. You know when people are like, "Well, hey, it's it's uh, Jackson Brown's birthday today. Let's play some Jackson Brown." Not the most interesting way you can segue into a, a song. No, bur- no, I'm here's a decree. You you can hold me to this. No birthday celebration music. If if I find out it's somebody's birthday, I'm not I'm not gonna play their music. But I am gonna play a new track by Floating Action off their upcoming record. Jinx Protecting. Always with the interesting titles, Seth. Ten foot pole we'll hear first. And then we will hear from our buddy from our buddy Salim Hupenny a poem that he, he put to to music and, and uh, and and put some sound effects. This is this is good radio, good auditory delight talking about um about disability 
about ableism, autism. It's called Poet's Call to Action. And then we'll take a phone call. Okay? You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Floating action. Floating action. Come on. Do this right. That was almost so sweet. Here we go. No. Got to turn off. Smooth like butter. Here we go. Here we go. Just hold on to your dang horses. Here we go.
disabilities are hard become familiar with this interacting with such deaf ears people how do you ensure you are speaking or use a typewriter the law requires okay. the person to communicate. For example, looking for a 76-year-old female, an individual who lip reads, okay. should ensure that the communication takes place in a well-lighted area. Sounds of a struggle on the phone and the phone is disconnected. Remember, hearing persons understand you immediately. Clear to engage. You are communicating clearly. Who is deaf? Ask the person. Test his or her understanding. In a simple encounter, you are going to be placed under arrest. Okay. Gestures will normally be sufficient. Watch your head as you enter the vehicle. Interrogations and arrests will often be necessary. You have the right to an attorney. If the legality of a conversation will be questioned, no one wants to go to jail for things. You should be careful. Anything you say can and will be used against you. A nod of the head may be... What's the one thing you can't live without, Mr. Adams? Uh, hot bubble baths with warm weather. weather. Warm roses sitting inside. <laughs> Men like that too. <laughs> Hot bubble bags with warm weather, weather. Warm roses sitting inside. Sitting inside. Sitting inside. Warm weather, weather. 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 Hot bubble baths with warm roses sitting inside. <laughs> Men like that too. <laughs> Dude, these Nets fans are getting on my nerves. You know why? They're, they're going say, all the way. Of course they are, because it's because it's not a team. Of course they're going all the way. They're they're a weak All Star team, is what they are. Yeah. They're, t- they're a weak, they would be a weak, off- but a viable, but weak all-star team. But they had a little drama. Harden was injured the other day. Oh, play. no. <laughs> what are you going to do? Only, uh, only Kevin Durant is on the team. Oh, gee, what are they going to do? A guy who scores 35 and 10 uh-huh. without even breaking a sweat. And then, oh, here we go. We just got this, uh, this, uh, scrap, this little scrapper coming out of nowhere. Blake Griffin. You're scrapping. You know, 
Oh, he's just a he's just an old fashioned uh, meat and potatoes player. Oh wait, he was a number one pick. Oh, that's right, we forgot that. I saw more Nets games than any of you bums. I've been in the building for more Nets games than any of you people going. Oh, the Knicks lost. Oh, how's that feel? First of all, I saw more Nets games. They have cheered more for the Nets than you've ever cheered in your whole life. These new Nets fans, they're in for a rude awakening to pass this year. Because I'll say one thing, they can, they're going to win it all this year. They're probably going to lose one more game tops, and they win it all. And it's going to get easier for them as they power through the playoffs. Of course they're going to win it all. It's a foregone conclusion. That's what happens when these super teams get put together. They win. They win all the time. They always win because they're super teams. The other teams are just teams. But I'll say this. Might say Brooklyn on the front of that uniform. Still says Nets on there. Eventually, the Nets part of that will take over again. And it's back to the turlet. <laughs> and they're going to have a weird championship that they can hold that thing in a Subway sandwich shop for their parade. There'll be room left over. They can hold it in a, they can hold it at a Sabaros. There's no real fans for this team. The Nets, this is what, this is, this is the true state of New York basketball. The Knicks were, Overachievers, they should have been in the lottery. They should have been in the lottery. They overachieved, made the playoffs. They rightfully found were their level was rightfully exposed in the playoffs. They got bounced after five games. That's what they were about. Yet, Derek Rose is a more popular player in New York than anyone on the Nets. Well, how's that fit for you? This guy who's been on nine teams, he's been on the Knicks twice. He's 380 years old. Derrick Rose, he's more popular than any of the superstars on the Nets. And that is, you could take that one to the bank. This is this is uh, this is uh, the living space. Normally, Jordan would crash right here, you know, playing the video game. It's our small, modest kitchen, small, modest bathroom. 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 (laughs) Men like that, too. (laughs) Race to the bottom. It's me, Dr. Dave. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Dad, what's up? trying to survive, take care of as many patients as I can, uh, going through a difficult time. I think we're beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel, but a lot of people are struggling. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I've, I'm so glad that you called, Dr. Dad. Let, let me just uh, do some housekeeping be- before we launch into okay. our convo, okay? Okay. 
I want to tell people what we just heard. So we heard uh, we heard from Floating Action, and I just wanted to shout out my buddy uh, with the sax solo, J Rod Jacob Rodriguez, playing a uh, playing sax on that Floating Action. Then we heard from our buddy Salim Hugh Penny, and that that poem that he read, uh, Call to Action, it was an erasure poem, which is basically a poem where you you take a, a text or a document. And you make something new by by um, erasing uh, certain words. Um, so it was he did that with the guide for law enforcement officers when in contact with people who are deaf or hard of hearing. Um, Salim has uh, he lost hearing in in one of his ears and has gone through quite a process with that. And so he, um, I think it it definitely has awoken some understanding about the the struggle with with ableism and autism, autism uh, which is a new word for me, but I'm I'm glad to learn it. Um, that our country faces and bringing that to light. So shout out to Salim Hugh Penny, and then we heard a mashup, the second mashup of the day, mashup seventy two. We heard from. I, I messed around with this mini Ripperton sample um, and slowed it down, um, which I had fun doing, and threw the drum break from when the levee breaks on there. And we heard from Eric Adams in the debate. I'll talk more about Mr. Adams uh, in the political checkup. We heard him in the debate and then and then uh, bookended at the end uh, him showing people his apartment. More on that later. And then, in, sandwiched in the middle, was uh, my radio hero Tom Sharpling talking about the Knicks and the Nets. Um, and I just thought uh, what he had to say was so hilarious that uh, I had to play it on my show. Shout out to Tom Sharpling and the Best Show. Okay, there we go, Doctor Dad. What's up, man? Well, just uh, you want me to call in see. Uh talk about uh, ufos and what we should think about that and <laughs> so i can say a little bit about that yeah well me to. yeah well you know i know you're not a ufo expert but you are our our um you know resident um uh, mental health uh uh you know consultant on the show and right. i thought it was interesting in the context of I wanted to hear what you had to say about how people have these kind of predetermined narratives in life, right? And and I half jokingly said that you know there's more credible um, evidence of some sort of UFO, you know, as as Tom said last week, even even Obama and the, and these people high up in the government said that yes, there are some things that we don't know what they are. Um, but I jokingly said, you know. Or half jokingly, it doesn't fit into my my worldview. How, what am I supposed to do with the fact that there's UFOs, right? So, and it yeah. just made me think about how we all kind of have these um, these these blinders on, right? And and uh, and ideas about what we would let let into our conception of the world. I, I wanted to see what you thought about that idea. Well, the first thing, 
being a psychiatrist, I want to say is that uh, we should not be all worried and scared about this. This is nothing like what I went through as a young person. Everybody here is probably much listening is uh, doesn't even, didn't even go through this. But the Cuban Missile Crisis. I was a, a, a college student, and the, suddenly the radio was turned on in the dining room and all this information about where you know what's going on maybe it's going to be a nuclear war blah 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 uh, that was very scary i didn't want to have my life end when i'm not even uh, 20 years old yet and uh, so this is nothing like that just everybody relax N- nothing serious is happening here so that's first thing and then the second thing i'd say is we have to keep a wide open mind to all the possibilities and and don't lock into any one uh explanation so i've i've categorized there's like four different explanations one is it could be something that the us is doing second us you know could be ussr china stuff then it could be uh extraterrestrial kind of visitation from places and then the third is some kind of a electronic glitch that's making it appear that there are things uh flying around uh for us and uh and so on so those are the uh, main uh categories and probably the least likely i think is uh, some extra terrestrial visitation and uh you know, the reason I say that isn't that I don't believe that it's possible, but um, there are people that have been, um, you know, the SETI group, uh, 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 Search for the Extraterrestrial uh, Intelligence. That's been going on a long time, and nobody has come up with any evidence that there's anything like that out there. And so for this, these creatures to send these things all the way here and yet we don't have any evidence that anything like that exists uh, is is quite unlikely and uh uh now on the other hand there's you know about a hundred uh they i always lose track of how many billion stars are in our galaxy and how many billion galaxies are but there's plenty of places where there could be intelligent life and uh there you know so so that's um that's that one and then glitches you know there's always glitches and things you hear on the see on tv radio that are just uh, electronic uh phenomenon that, that happen that sounds like somebody's doing it on purpose no it's a glitch what would you do and, if uh, you saw a um an alien what and, and you could talk to it what would you what would you say or ask the alien well i i would um i'd want to find out all about them and what you know can we develop a, a language to communicate in and and everything i i do think that there's a lot of advantages to thinking about uh uh the possibility and i think we can just learn you know these people that have studied um this possibility have learned so much about our universe and about uh it's just amazing the kind of stuff and then there's psychological uh, advantages like uh, when when they look for life outside of the earth 
it just creates a deep appreciation that we we exist. It's like it's so hard to imagine where where would a planet be that has just the right amount of water and the right temperature and 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 so on. And then I think the other thing that happens to me when I start studying this stuff is great humility because of the vastness of the of our cosmos it's like our our solar our um galaxy is a hundred thousand light years across and if you want to imagine how how you talk to someone in california and you don't you think they're in the next room that's how fast uh you know light and those mm-hmm. things travel well a hundred thousand light years is is a you know, vast, it's huge. And that's, and we're just one of billions of galaxies, you know, so it makes you feel really um, humble to realize that uh, we're just, but on the other hand, it makes you feel good because what an amazing thing that we even exist. I mean, that's, so you can feel, um, you could feel good in that way. And then finally, um, imagine, um, Biden's going to come and visit you. How would you on it want your place to look? Well, you'd clean it up and make it look good and everything. Well, imagine some um, extra threshold. They're just—they're not going to hurt us. They're just coming to visit us and how and look around the world and so, how would we feel? Would we feel proud of the human species or would we feel pretty darn embarrassed? And what would we want to do to look better? And the main thing that I think about is is the tremendous maldistribution uh, in our species of all the goods that we have. You know, there's uh, children starving and disease running rampant here and there and crazy wars where people are killing each other and stuff. See, wouldn't we want, wouldn't we want to clean up uh, the way we look a little bit if we were going to have, have a visitation from some very intelligent uh, species of, of not humans, but uh, intelligent pe- creatures, mm-hmm. we'd want to look better. And so in a sense, you know, just thinking about this can make us maybe try harder to to do a better job as a species. I guess that's what Tom was talking about when he said to, to prepare for it next uh Last week, we're oh. going to prepare. Yeah, that's how that's how we prepare for for the aliens. It's just to clean clean up a clean, little bit. Yeah, clean it up. Like we got a, a lot of cleaning to do. Like a dignitary sure. was coming to huh. to visit yeah. you. Okay. Well, thanks for helping to put this in perspective. We'll we'll keep thinking about this, and uh, you know everybody loves hearing from Doctor Dad. I know people are all uh, have their ears pressed to their to their internet radios right now. <laughs> Uh, I hope so. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, keep going. All right. Take care. Thanks, Dr. Right. Dad. Mm, bye bye. Your doctor, my dad, Dr. Dad, checking in. Let's hear from Johnny's. People say the best place in Western North Carolina to get a muffler, a transmission, a timing belt, or suspension replaces Johnny's. Why? Because at Johnny's Automotive, they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Come down to Johnny's on the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek and get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Wow. Wow. 
Crisco Creek. Next time you're in the, in the Western North Carolina area, they do the job right and then check it. That's Johnny's way. And it's time for an old-fashioned political checkup. Some people say I'm old-fashioned. And what do we do first on on the political checkup? We do something called what in the crap. And it goes like it goes a little something like this. What in the crap? What in the crap? So, can you believe these these people, Kristen Cinnamon and Joe Manchin? The guy lives in a mansion and he can't can't uh, throw throw people uh, fifteen dollars a week. Other other ones a cinnamon magnet. Seriously though. We go, what the hell are we going to do about these people? Some people say, uh, kick them out. Primary them. Not sure about that. You, you lose, uh, you know, people are saying he's a dino. Uh, Joe Manchin. You lose Joe Manchin, though, we, we lose the, uh, What's his name becomes uh, becomes a majority leader again, but it leads to this thing. Uh, this guy, I think his name's Ben Collins, he coined this thing: the authoritarian mullet. You got culture war in front, democracy uh, suppression, and back right. So up front, you got this, uh, everybody freaking out about critical race theory, right? Mask stuff, cancel culture, all those kind of arguments. While in the back, in state legislatures all over the country, you have bills limiting voting rights. And I was thinking about, stop honking out there. I was thinking about, like, uh, these people who want to limit democracy. Because obviously that's that's how they think they're going to win, right? But also, I, I think more and more these uh, Republicans just, just feel like, you know, it, it was, it's not a foregone conclusion that, that everyone in the country should be able to vote. And I think that they would say it's it's not these aren't racist policies. These are just policies making sure that people take it seriously and that we we have productive members of society voting. If if you can't get a go get an ID, you don't deserve to vote. We can't have all these low lifes voting. I think that's probably what they'd say. But it's it's scary. You got people working around the clock to figure out how to limit voting in this country. Got to take it seriously. 
Or maybe you could just be driven right by it, like some of these Substack people. <sighs> oh, and then uh, Adams, uh, mayoral race, right? And I'm going to get to this with who do you want to win, who's going to win, but this what in the crap moment. Two what in the crap moments. Well, three actually from Adams this week. One was the him him talking about how he likes warm weather, warm, warm weather bubble baths. A rose water bubble baths. Men like that too. That was that was fine. Men like it too. It's fine. But here, check this out though. This is insane. As a teacher, I take umbrage. By using the new technology of remote learning, you don't need children to be in a school building with a number of teachers. It's just the opposite. You could have one great teacher that's in one of our specialized high schools to teach three to 400 students who are struggling in math with the skillful way that they're able to teach. Ugh. Do I even need to comment on, on how jacked up that, that logic is? I'm going to start teaching three to 400 kids who are struggling in math. Ay, ay, ay. What's wrong with this dude? But then the fu- the funny thing was that, so for people who aren't following the intricacies of of this, you know, this guy was B- Brook- Brooklyn Borough President. He's supposedly this New Yorker, um, but it looks like he actually s- spends most of his time living in in New Jersey. People did some investigative reporting, so he took people to his uh, bedsty basement apartment, ostensibly. Totally looked like his uh, his son or someone else lived there. Uh, and Adams likes to brag about how healthy he got by following a plant-based diet, which is great. But then they compared what they looked in his fridge. And uh, not uh, doesn't line up with, with the food that, that Adams purports to uh, to eat. So... That was was uh, was funny, but that leads me to the next little segment. Little by little, we're we're making it through. Leads me to who you want to win, who's going to win? Who do you want to win, and who's gonna win? So. I think I mentioned it when we did my oral May. The more I, the more I focused on this campaign, the more I realized that all these candidates suck. And you know, I was talking about voting earlier. Just because it's a democracy doesn't mean it's uh, it's um, it's pretty. But I've decided to make a coveted race to the bottom mayoral endorsement, and I'm going with uh, with Maya Wiley. She's not a to be to be perfectly honest. She um, she kind of annoys me, <laughs> but I feel like uh, you know she gets it in a lot of ways, and I you know she's she you know for those of you who don't like the word defund, she doesn't use that word, but she does understand how we need to reallocate some resources because you got that on one side and you got. This guy, Eric Adams, on the other. And, um, you know, cynically running 
a campaign whipping everybody into this crazy fear about violence and crime in our city where you compare you still yes there was a bit of an uptick during the pandemic but as compared to 10 or 15 years ago we're we're still sitting pretty but the NYPD they they uh you know how many what percent clearance rate how many murders they solved last year in in violent crimes 26 percent got a they're the most well-funded, basically paramilitary organization in, in the world. Budget of more than a billion dollars, 26%. But they don't want to do that kind of work. You know what they like to do? You see these videos of them uh, in riot gear going into Washington Square Park? That's what they enjoy. They enjoy uh, shutting down protests. Getting the getting the tanks out, right? <laughs> but there's such a disconnect. Even if even if Wiley were to win, I don't know. Uh, I don't know who's going to be able to work with this uh, this police force we have. All these meatheads from Staten Island. But we'll see. I think Adams is gonna. I, Adams is gonna take it, and it's gonna be a, a very interesting next uh, next four years. I'd rather have Yang. I think I'm gonna put Yang at five on my list. But we'll see. Next week, we've got Eric coming in, talking about his life in baseball. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for Dr. Dad for checking in. Check out Shane Parrish, Floating Action. Shout out to Salim Hugh Penny. This is RJ Miller in the background, as always, for our political checkup music up next crime talk bk i'm gonna go to a pool party believe it or not pretty crazy if you're listening to this on your computer please consider downloading the app for your android or your iphone stop by the stop by the uh, website consider dropping us a couple dollars And have a great week. Peace.